So what? We watch anime. So what? We play League. We're just having fun. We don't care who sees. So what? We stay in. It don't bother me. Living young, pale and nerdy. Hello and welcome to the Reaton Entertainment Podcast, episode 233 for... February 9th, 2020. My name is Nathan Reen Spruth. I just want you to know, uh, the last couple of weeks, I must have fat-fingered the title uh, for the podcast episode. So instead of putting like 230, I put 330. And so if you listen to a couple podcasts and you're like, where did the other 100 episodes go? It's because I'm, I'm very stupid. But joining me this week, we have Andrew Rowe McFain. Hey, what's, what's up? And we have Connor, the cyberpunk monk, Besh. I wouldn't be too worried about that. Nobody listens to the podcast. But last week, we had we had like triple the number of downloads we normally do. Wow, oh, three great. downloads. <laughs> no, no, we had like... I hope one of them wasn't my boss. We had 35. <laughs> 35 downloads. We normally get about a dozen. Um, anyway, so if you will, Roa, will tell me... Where to find you online? Where to find I, I, you online? I, I thought you had you like acted like you were going to continue after that. No, no, I was I just was go, letting you talk. Just go to Aroa dot website. Um, be sure to donate to my Patreon because I need to renew that domain name, and uh, and I'm only getting paid a little more than than somebody who works at Walmart, so I don't have a lot of money right now. Actually, uh. Where I live, I think I think you are still making a little bit more than people at Walmart here, but the people at Walmart here make at least $14 an hour. Yeah, I'm making slightly more than someone who works at Walmart. Isn't that great? At, no, no, no. You're making, you're making slightly more than somebody who works at Walmart entry level. Entry level yeah. at Walmart. <laughs> yeah, I'm making slightly more than a greeter at Walmart. Isn't that great? <laughs> I want that job. I really do. Um, I'm... I'm building a goddamn network monitoring system using shit that isn't totally meant for that. And yeah. I'm making slightly more than someone who goes, welcome to Walmart for eight hours a day. And like, hey, can I see your receipt? And then looks over the receipt, doesn't read a single item and just hands it back. Um, I, I, I'm supposed to scan your, your, your thing here. Yeah. Uh, okay, bye. In Oregon, they've actually banned uh, plastic, one-use plastic bags. And so the, the intention. Why? Huh? Is that why what? There are a lot of businesses that are, that are uh, not giving out plastic bags anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that's why. I guess there must, be, there must be states that are like saying no more plastic bags. Yeah, that's Oregon's one of them. And so I always forget my bag. Uh, and you can buy reusable bags and they're like five cents yeah. a piece. So it's not a huge, it's not a huge deal. No, uh, it's a great thing. But most people idea. are just most people are just taking their stuff and like just carrying it out of the store. They're like, I don't want to spend my five cents. So uh, the greeters actually have to check the items now because they don't have a bag to be like, hey, I actually bought this. Anyway, Connor, where can we find you? At Twitter at cyberpunk underscore monk. That's about it. Yeah, you got you got nothing else going on. Really? Not really. Um, I'm actually in a, a bit of a video game funk right now. You know, Kakarot's really good. Kakarot. Carrot cake, yeah. Yeah, carrot cake. Carrot cake is really good. 
Love it. Um, uh, two weeks ago or something, I was on here. I said that, that I was playing Grim Fandango. Yeah. Ever since I beat that, I've just been like, not sure what to play next. There aren't any more games after that. Nope. No, <laughs> no it, games. We beat, we beat them all. We, we found the end. So, Pack it in, boys. Uh, of course, I, Nathan Reeton Spruth, you can find me everywhere as Reeton. So Twitter, Mixer, YouTube. Uh, you can also find my website, ReetonEntertainment.com. You can find my podcast that you are listening to now. I don't know how you're doing both. You can uh, find that on like iTunes and Stitcher and TuneIn and Google Play. And just uh, make sure to subscribe. Make sure to get all of those downloaded when they come to your inbox. Uh, you can also get, uh, what what is it called, Clinton's Core Classics? Yeah, you should also listen to Clinton's Core Classics just about anywhere that you get podcasts. Yeah, it's going to be really good. Yeah, it's really good. It it gets a lot better as we go on. So it's a little rough. Are you aware that the episode ordering is completely wrong on iTunes? Oh, yeah. I mean, okay. On on for my podcast? No, uh, for Clinton Score Classics. I I I wouldn't be surprised, and if if it's not. I don't remember if it was like that the order was wrong or if it's just like it, like the it's completely out of order uh like this in the most recent season like episodes th- 3 and 4 and 5 are like mixed in with a bunch of other episodes like it it, it maybe it was just cuz I was I was trying to get to it in my car yeah, at the time, I, but it was really confusing trying to find the first episode. So, because of the way we had to migrate the channel over, uh, oh yeah, that's right, that did happen. That yeah, if you caught it in the migration, there's good chance it was all screwed up. But I spent more time than I care to admit getting everything automated. We both, so we both set. did. We spent way too oh, much this was, time. This was just a few days. Hold on, let me. It should. I, I mean, if I, I think. To it. I, I and it might have been. It might just be iTunes not being able to do it right, but I don't know. I'm like I was saying, or I was gonna say, I think it was absolutely just that iTunes is not a great platform. Yeah, so like season three, it starts with episode eight, and then it's episode one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Uh, there's a different episode eight. Huh. Weird. Um, it looks fine on the Apple Podcast preview. That's oh, weird. That's weird. Yeah, I. I don't know. It's clicking on listen to Apple Podcasts and it's trying to gotta hate Apple. Anyways. I do, I do too. Uh but yeah, so Clinton's Core Classics, you can listen to that. You might listen to it out of listen to it out of order. Or I, you can I, always I have all the uh, episode numbers on there. Just check yourself. Yeah. And you just uh, have to new, be careful with it. New episodes release every Monday unless we take a break, in which case we still try to put something out. So uh we have an interview with Kevin McLeod. I think that's his name, mm-hmm. McLeod. Uh, Where you could find out that I don't know anything about audio engineering. Yeah, and we also have we also have an interview with someone else, right? The Trailblazers podcast. They're, yeah, they they do two shows. One of them is an actual play. The other one's Pathfinder Academy, where they just go over basic rules to more complex the uh, topics relating to Pathfinder. Yeah, I was actually watching a video the other day, and somebody was talking about the music they use in their videos, and they're mm-hmm. like, "Thank you, Kevin McLeod." I was like, "Hey, we interviewed that guy." Uh, uh, the Game Grumps, their side channel, The Grumps uses Mystery Sax track as their opening. 
Oh, that's cool. every time I hear it, I'm just like, oh, we used it first, bastards. The video, <laughs> the video I uploaded last week uh, uses almost nothing but Kevin McLeod music. That's yeah. awesome um, because yeah, him, like, that's what everyone fucking uses. Alexander Narakanda. There's there's a couple people that I just sort of keep in my back pocket because they make good music. Yeah, nobody else is doing it like that. Certainly not for free. So I'm gonna we're, I'm gonna move on real quick. Uh. And we're going to talk about what we played. I'm going to start because uh, I want to talk about something. So I played... Fine, big uh, dick McSlick over here. I, so, whoa, of course, whoa, whoa. of course, I played uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. I'm almost done. I just got to the Boo Saga. And then I think after the Boo Saga, it's done. It doesn't go through GT, unfortunately, which, of course, is the best Dragon Ball. Um, it's not canon. I know. I know. That was a joke. It was a joke. And so I, I played I played that. It's a great game. You can find it on uh, Reeton Mixer. Mixer.com forward slash Reeton. There we go. And uh, I played a little bit of Halo, but not, not very much. Uh, last night, I, I did something really fun. Uh, my sister went out of town, and so she wanted me to watch her dogs. She has four of them. One of them is an Alaskan Malamute who's like 13 years old. So she's pretty old for a giant dog and she's a giant dog who weighs about a hundred something pounds and uh so i made sure they all went outside they all went potty and everything then i brought them back inside and i was like you know sassy's sassy's hips are not great so i'm not gonna put her in her cage i'm just gonna put her in my nephew's bedroom i'm gonna be gone for a couple hours i came back after a couple hours and apparently she had a seizure and um Oh, apparently what happens when dogs have seizures is they shit all over my nephew's bedroom Uh, and and, uh, her legs, her back legs weren't working when when I got home. And so I had to like scoot her around and get the the stuff out of the shit, literal shit out of my nephew's room. Uh, And it was it was really sad. Um, thankfully, uh, this morning at around 5 a.m., she, she stood up, so she was able to start walking around a little bit. Uh, I got her to go outside, and she walked down the steps, uh, to go outside. It's only, like, three steps, but she, she walked down the steps, but when coming back inside, she just looked at me, and she's like, I, I'm not even trying. I'm not even trying to go up there. What do you expect (laughs) me to do about those? Yeah. And so uh, I had to lift the Alaskan Malamute up and take her up the steps. So that was fun. Uh, however, a positive thing is this morning at around 10 a.m., uh, I let her outside. And when she came back in, she was able to make it all the way up the steps by herself. So good job, Sassy. She's great. Um, if, if I could give someone's life for Sassy, I would do that. Not my own, but somebody else's life. For sassy obviously yeah 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 um so anyway good good thing but i was i was up all night watching after a giant dog who destroyed my nephew's room with poop which was honestly kind of hilarious <laughs> but uh yeah so if 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 you have happen to have a dog who has seizures just warning uh giant dogs poop a lot and they poop all over your nephew's bedroom when you're gone for a couple hours. Uh, what I, games? Uh, huh? I have a friend who had a seizure in high school. 
Did he poop he himself? His pants. Okay, so that that is something that happens. We um, made fun of him forever after that. We still do. That is so Even mean. He had absolutely no control over that, it. That that is he, <laughs> that is so mean. That he's also never had a seizure since then. Oh well, that's good. It's good for him that he has never had a seizure. <laughs> Apparently, no one no one knows why he had a seizure. He just suddenly he was just sitting. And yeah. all of a sudden fell over and had a seizure and pooped his pants. And he was fine. Apparently, uh, Sassy has had seizures in the past, but A, she's never had one this bad, and B, she hasn't had one in months. So, of course, it happens to be the single night that my sister is gone <laughs> that she has a seizure while I'm watching the house. And I'm like, my sister's going to kill me. She's going to come home, and she's just going to stab me in the chest. Because her baby had a seizure while I was, while it's I was watching fault. her. It is. It is my fault. No, she was. My sister was understanding, so everything's everything's good. I understood why you made the dog have a seizure. <laughs> yes, I was just flashing lights in her eye. That's. <laughs> uh, about those oh, I was just. I was. I was you. practicing my rave moves, <laughs> and like I have to have the fucking light. What, yeah. what am I supposed to do? Yeah, exactly. But uh, Sassy's good now. She's she's able to walk around and stuff. She's a she's a big, lovable goof. So we're gonna move on. We're gonna talk to Aroa. What games did you play this week? Um. So I have played several De- PlayStation One games. What? I was gonna say you played Depression. Uh. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's all day or day. Mm-hmm. Uh, we out here getting it done, being sad. Um, but I played multiple PlayStation One games. That will be the video for this week. Nice. Uh, will be some PlayStation One games as uh, presented by Satan, because I accidentally left my voice changer on during <laughs> all but one game. <laughs> oh god! So uh, that's great. Um, one of them uh, was Eggs of Steel, Charlie's Excellent Adventure. And uh, it looks and plays like a DOS game that you would find on a pack of 100 shareware games that you got at the Dollar Tree. That sounds uh, amazing. It's um, sounds it's something. Excellent. So it's interesting because it's another old PlayStation One game, and I think I, I like this is a sign from Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, that. Uh, I think you're right, Nathan. I, I am destined to make videos talking about old games that were made by companies that went on to do things that people actually gave a shit about. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, it's a good idea. Because Eggs of Steel was made not by a video game company, but by a visual effects studio. Awesome. I don't understand how it exists or why it was made. But it was made by the studio who went on to make several Oscar-winning feature films, including The Life of Pi. Yeah. Well, another another thing that I would that I think would be good for videos is like doing movie reviews, but doing movie reviews of movies that you buy at the dollar store because they sell movies at the dollar store. You're not wrong. They they do have those like. And like at Walmart where they have the bargain bin mm-hmm. of yeah. DVDs and like they have those weird horror anthologies of like three films that were made by studios that don't exist. Yeah, I have those. I have some of those. It's awesome. People do love terrible and obscure media. 
Like the uh, uh I had the movie S- That that's the name of the movie. That's a good movie title that's very marketable. <laughs> yes. Oh yeah. Um uh, there was another one that I played though called Danger Girl that um was apparently based on a comic book series and uh it's like you 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 know in Final Fantasy 7 the original uh where uh is it is it Tifa? Yeah, yeah, the big the big titties. The one? Big titties. Yeah. You know how her boobs are like comedically jubbly bubbly? Yeah, in yeah, yeah. The yeah. cutscenes that she's in, like mm-hmm. it makes absolutely no sense. Um they do the same thing in in Danger Girls cutscenes. Oh, do they? Uh, yeah, I don't under I like I guess they're trying to like all the characters basically look like Lara Croft. Well, I would so imagine I, that's that's what I thought they were trying to go for with Tifa, right? Like, yeah, I'm not sure if it's directly related, but there was definitely some inspiration. Yeah. But so yeah, like like it's it's just goofy, and like they try to play it up in the one in-game cutscene that I watched. Uh, but yeah, it's it's just like I. I I couldn't even stop myself from laughing at it. That's how ridiculous it was. Well, like, yeah, uh, yeah. So going back to your, your thing about obscure developers or or developers who went on to do other things that are kind of notable. Um, like when I, when I worked at Sony, I worked at Ben Studio. Their first, th- they never had, had intentions of actually doing video games at first. They made applications for the Newton. That was their huh. first. That was the first things they ever did was they did applications for the Newton and then somehow they made Bubsy 3D. So <laughs> one thing led to another. Yeah, one thing one thing led to another and then that what? and then that led yeah, to Siphon like... Filter, which Yeah. Uh Bubsy 3D and Siphon Filter use the same engine. Which is That's amazing. Something. <laughs> I don't even know how that's possible. Yeah. You have to be a crawling dumpster fire before you could walk, right? Yeah, exactly. That's Apparently. that's how it goes. Uh, and then eventually they went on to make a very mediocre open world-ish uh zombie game. You know, it did a lot better than than the reviewers would have suggested. And I I know I'm a bit biased, right? Because I, I mean worked at the company. I'll, I'll applaud an effort. Yeah. Uh I worked at the company, so I am a bit biased, but I had I had fun with it. It wasn't. A, I haven't played it, so I can't really say either way. Yeah, it wasn't a bad game, and I actually beat it, which is a lot more than I can say about a lot of games. Like I've never beaten uh, Fallout New Vegas, and that game's amazing. Oh, it's so good. It is. It is so good. Haven't you not beaten the game? Me? Yeah. No, like I'm probably in double digits by now. Oh, okay. Because I've known people who who have played the game a ton. And they keep restarting, but they haven't actually beaten the game. I've um, never finished a game in the Gamebryo slash Creation Engine. That makes sense. Yeah, I've beaten Fallout three and four. I never going to say Bethesda game, but New yeah. Vegas is not a Bethesda game. Yeah, it's a Obsidian. And anyway, why do you think it's so good? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Outer Worlds was great, though. By the way, if anybody hasn't played that yet you should definitely do that it's only like 20 hours long so it's I'm like actually gonna wait for it to hit the switch no it's like 12 minutes long what are you talking about well yes if you if you do it as a speed <laughs> runner you can do it in like nine minutes but uh no it's it's if you play it normally it's like 15 to 20 hours long which is 
pretty great for a, a semi-open world game. Uh, let's move on, uh, unless you have more games to talk about, Aroa. Um, do I? Wow. Well, mean, of course. Yeah. Uh, we'll move on. Uh, oh, the, oh, the Race to World first ended uh, this week. Oh. I, I know that all of you are really, really hyped about that. Yeah, congratulations um, on getting that, by the way. Uh, yeah, thank you. Uh, I am obviously <laughs> part of Limit, uh, the greatest United States uh, team. Um, yeah. I was actually really, really happy about it, purely because of all the drama behind the scenes uh, involving that whole scenario. Um, yeah, it like I don't really give a shit about esports. But it was really cool to see a uh, a team that wasn't full of smug assholes win out against the team that is nothing but smug assholes. So, so, so the people cool. from Limit are actually cool people. Yeah, yeah, okay. like, yeah. Um, th so it was it was basically a showdown between Method and Limit, and Method is an EU team, and every time Limit would make progress on the raid versus Method. Uh, Method's stream would make some stupid excuse as to why Method was losing the race, whether it be that, oh, well, you know, the U.S. teams got to start 12 hours before the EU team. So, you know, and, and, and like that was that was the main thing that they kept pushing was that, oh, they got a head start. But fact of the matter was Limit was playing more often, was playing smarter. And yeah, I could I could go on about it. But when you when yeah, you just, say really happy when you say Method and Limit. For some mm -hmm. reason, for me, in my brain, I'm thinking of a rap battle. And, <laughs> and I kind of want to see that happen. Anyway, we're going to move on. And we're going to talk about Connor and what games he played this week on his Newton. Yeah, on my, on my, no, not on my Newton. I have beat Grim Fandango. I played a little bit of Halo Reach with Mr. Reeton here, and that was fun. We still need to play the campaign, gentlemen. We really do. We really, really do. I've just been, uh, I've been not doing it. I, that's, <laughs> that's, I haven't had time either. I'm yeah. right there with you. Uh, we'll uh, have to... I played a little bit of Sims four. <sighs> that's yeah. it really. Why would you do that to yourself? It's the same reason I like watching like, I don't know, ant farms or animals and zoos. It's just interesting that, and I really like building stuff. Just play Sims three though. Oh, I, uh, that's all. That's all I meant. It was actually cheaper to get the newer one than Sims three. That's how much people value that game still. I Who could see that. Use for games, bro. So we're gonna mm. move on. We're gonna move on and start talking about some stories. But uh, uh, I'm I'm really desperate for a new game. Either Switch or PC. Somebody shoot me their recommendations. I mean, obviously, right now I'm thinking Kakarot. Um, Kaka Carrot, yeah, that's it's um, a good you game. You really should play play Kakarot. It, it looks from good. Everything I, I've seen, it I looks really fantastic. Orbs, or and I really hate that every, the, each of the, how do I want to phrase this? The the RPG growth elements are kind of artificial in that you're not really unlocking moves. You're just kind of getting what your character should already have. Yeah, um, but I will say this: uh, it is very good for what it is. And the orbs thing is annoying, but once you get, like, a quarter of the way through, I have, like, 300,000 orbs. I will not have to find... I, I don't have to look for orbs or collect orbs at all anymore. 
So it's it's not that much of a grind. And and the grinding in it is actually pretty cool because it works kind of like Earthbound, where if you right, run I've into yeah, if you run into an enemy who's significantly lower level than you, you just automatically defeat them and get the experience points. That's good game design right there. I don't know why more games don't do stuff like that. Exactly. So, I would I would say you that's one game you could pick up. Uh I'm not I'm not I'm kind of drawing a blank on other games that have come out recently. Uh another I just game got a coupon for a game called Stone Shard. Uh I don't, I don't even like turn-based RPGs, but this looks really good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we, of course, need to beat uh, Halo Reach. Maybe, maybe we can set aside time for that at some, on some weekend when we're not all busy. We're going to move on. We're going to talk about some stories. Uh, Stadia's dead. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, uh, so... Could, could I actually interject with one side story before we start this? Speaking of dead things... Apparently, oh. somebody logged into the video game Anthem, and they still have their Christmas decorations up. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goody. So, so if we want to throw that on the list of dead shit we're talking about this week, I think that's a nice cherry on top. That's, that's pretty awesome. But uh, this, is, this is figuratively, because Stadia, of course, we talked about it. I think we talked about it last week with Verizon, and we, of course, talked about it when it came out, how it's basically a dumpster fire uh you have to pay 120 dollars i think just to get stadia plus you have to pay a monthly subscription plus you have to pay for the games it's bad it's laggy uh and you shouldn't get it however there's another streaming option that's coming about that's called google now and google now is i'm sorry not google now nvidia uh, geforce now geforce now I, I I apologize. I I had a I, I misspoke. Okay, don't get don't yell at me. So GeForce Now came out, and it's a streaming option done by Nvidia, and uh, it's, it's it's way better. Either. It's way better. Uh, it's it's still gonna have lag. It's still gonna have a little it, bit it, of latency. It, so I haven't touched it in years, but uh, way back whenever the uh, the Nvidia Shield Portable was a thing which I still have and I still use. Um, uh, they, they launched GeForce Now right alongside it. And uh, they considered it public beta. Right. And even back then, it was not unplayable. Yeah, like, it was I better than I, I wouldn't want to play a fighting game over it or even like most shooters, but I played Alan Wake, uh, the like standalone expansion thing. Yeah. And it was actually playable over it. So how it works, this is from Tom's Hardware, is that you can get priority access if you pay $5 a month, or you can get, uh, you can do free, which gives you one hour session length and you get standard access, which I assume means that their servers are backed up, you get pushed to the back of the line. A quick critique, uh, does anybody else think an hour is just a little bit too short? I, I definitely do. I definitely do. So if you get the free one, standard access one hour. Uh, if you get the founders one, you get an extended session length, which I think is six hours. Um, which That's is weird to me. Says in, in the yeah. Article, yeah. Uh, you get priority access, so you get pushed to the he- uh the front of the line. You get RTX availability. So if you're playing a game like Battlefield, 
or Tomb Raider, I think, you get the RTX features, uh, and you get a free 90-day uh, introduction period. For the and it's five dollars a month for the the founders pack. Battlefield is not currently in the list of games available. Uh, you're right. You're right. It says that Neither right there. Control, which is actually surprising. Or Wolfenstein Youngblood. Blah blah blah. So Wolfenstein Youngblood is right on Game Pass right now. So so here's you can the just thing. Play that locally for the same price. Here's the thing that I like about it about GeForce Now compared to Stadia. And this is from Tom's Hardware. It's a direct quote. It says, Unlike Stadia, which only supports a handful of games, GeForce Now supports over 1,000 titles, with more being added all the time. The service doesn't come with any games, but will run those you buy or have bought on Steam, Epic, Uplay, or Battle.net. Note that Origin... Wow, that was so fucking easy. Yeah. Uh, Origin... Uh, GOG and Microsoft Store uh, haven't been able, uh, aren't supported. But but you have Steam, you have Epic, you have Uplay and Battle.net. So that's a pretty good selection of of services to I have mean, available. I mean, Call of Duty is in there. Uh, I if it's on Battle.net, yeah. If it's on Battle.net, I would imagine yeah. That's Call surprising. Of I got so, a, I got a question for more specifically you, Andy, but. How do you think Battle.net's going to play nice with that if the service is offered from NVIDIA, but the do you, would you need to log into your account? And if so, are it, you still getting the game? You probably have to link to the account. Me, it, it sounds to me, yeah, like they're either, they're either going to have like custom launchers for, for these services where you would, uh, you'd have to link your account with your NVIDIA account, and then whenever it boots up the VM, it will attach itself to to the launcher within the VM, mm-hmm. and then boot the game through there. Uh, that that's what I'm assuming that they're doing is that they they basically have a data center with all of the games that they support on the surface or on this on the service installed on a bunch of virtual machines, mm-hmm. and so then virtual disk just for when the person requests it. Yep. Yeah. So so you'll that's... you'll just you'll be booting into a VM with the clients installed and your accounts linked to those clients and then you just have access to whatever games you already own blizzard just seems like kind of a xenophobic company to be getting away with that don't you think it's uh well it it, don't forget that blizzard and activision are the same company and activision really likes money they do they do uh and this would also mean that like over blizzard to be honest yeah this would also mean that like overwatch is supported uh, if you buy Halo on Steam, I think that might be supported. I don't know about that, but I'm curious: is World of Warcraft supported? That like, would be like, interesting. Are Blizzard or Blizzard specific products supported? Is it like you said, Overwatch? I don't know if that's actually in there, but I am curious if that is the case. We'll have to because if we'll have to take a look like, at that. So yeah, be, I, I'm really curious because that would be pretty cool to have this on like a tablet or something and be able to like bring it wherever because even though like yes wow will run on just about anything the one thing that kills wow for me in terms of playing on like a laptop or something is storage because my wow install is let me let me look is uh, 73 gigs. Wow. 
That's yeah, a lot bigger than I thought it would be. Yeah, right. I mean, even so, back in the Burning Crusade days, I used to hit like forty gig files. I believe that totally. Yeah, I so, can see that. Like that is really killer on the laptop that I have that only has a one twenty gig SSD in it. Ooh. So the notion of being able to pay like you know five dollars a month and being able to play a game like that and there are a lot of games that like yes i have hardware that could probably play it but jesus fucking christ they're huge and i just don't have the storage for them and yeah. being able to do something like that is is a pretty convincing thing as long as it runs well which in my experience geforce now has been pretty good about that so i'm gonna i'm gonna ask connor if he could take a look at that while uh we go through some of the more some more of the stuff like the hardware requirements for geforce now the hardware sure. required my mic unmuted, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah perfect. Make right. sure yeah. you type as loudly as you can, too. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, to run on a PC, you need any dual core or better CPU. Uh, so I, I, I would encourage. Do they really mean any dual core or better? Because I got a Core Two Duo. I was gonna. Over here. I was gonna say to take a Pentium D and see what you can do. Um. <laughs> And yeah, like, does that mean logical dual core? Because like, yeah, I, I bet or I, I bet I have a single core with hyper threaded. I guess here somewhere. I guess we have to test this theory out. Uh, four gigs of RAM and a GPU that can handle DirectX 11, which is a little weird to me because that's a that's a bit high. But uh, DirectX 11, which even low end integrated graphics processors today support. Uh, you can also run the cloud gaming service on Macs that date back as far as 2009 or on Android devices. To play on your TV, you can use one of NVIDIA's own Android-powered uh, Shield set-top boxes, which are a bit more I expensive. I wonder if my Shield Portable could do it. Probably. It probably, probably can. Probably not over Wi-Fi, but I, no. have a, uh, I have an OTG Ethernet adapter. Nice. Mm, that so, might be enough. Yeah. So... Uh, it says here that, of course, you need an internet connection that is at least 50, 15 megabits per second, which operates over either Wi-Fi 5, so uh, that's uh, 802.11 AC. 802.11 AC Wi-Fi 5. They're trying to change it. We, we spoke about this before. They're trying, to make it, they're trying to make it simpler, so instead of saying, like, 802... 802.11 AC, they just say Wi-Fi 5, and then the next one's Wi-Fi 6, which... Oh, they're trying to be like, they're trying to be like the, the 5G yeah. things. I mean, Except I... that's a terrible idea, because look at what happened with 4G. Yeah, right. 4G, 4G I, LTE. I do and don't like that idea. Yeah, uh, 4G.5. Uh, the... USB. Look at the USB consortium. Yeah, they're doing a real good job with, with naming USB. Yeah. We got three yeah. three point one three three point one super speed, whatever fucking So it says uh, here I'm, I'm throwing a yeah. fit over nothing. I yeah. Know. It says it says here a guy that whoever was wrote this article said he has a seventy five meg connection uh and uh eight oh two dot eleven AC router and he said it took a while to get connection and often he would get a message saying he had a poor connection um, and the sharp images in games would blur. Uh, though that was before. He said this weekend he tested it briefly using a PC laptop and an Android tablet, and the image quality was solid, but some of the connection attempts failed, and he had to retry to get in. So it's not perfect, 
but it seems like it's a lot better than Stadia. I wonder so, how busy Dude Man's network was at the time. Yeah, that's also he got a laptop and a tablet and the the device and whatever else he's writing the review on. If they're all trying to utilize the network at the same time, you know. Yeah. So I uh, so am. Hmm? I'm looking at the fine print here, and it looks like the clause that's probably going to best answer Aroa and I's specific inquiry is that they're saying that you could play one of the many free-to-play games available on GeForce Now service, but for all other games, you'll need to either own or purchase your own copies before you can play them. Okay, So but you that... could probably launch the client, but you're not going to be able to play it unless you already own it. Well, yeah, yeah, and that's what I'm saying, is I, I think that uh, it's probably that your NVIDIA account will be tied to the other accounts so that whenever they... Whenever you launch the the GeForce Now client, it'll be like, okay, here are all the games that you have access to, and then whenever you pick one, it's going to boot up a VM with that with the relevant launcher client installed, and it'll load that game up. Yeah, probably. So he goes on and he says that um, uh, though games were playable, they were often blurry and laggy. Uh, of course, this is over 802.11ac, so it's um, it's Wi-Fi. Uh, so I I kind of don't trust Wi-Fi for stuff like this. But I well, said you mentioned a lot of times these things are going to be done like kind of in line with what Connor said. They're going to be done over busy networks. Yeah, and also especially if he was either in his own home or even if he was in an office, there's going to be a ton of interference right. going on. Especially uh, over 5 gigahertz. He said he fired up a game of Metro Exodus. The images kept blurring and sharpening. According to Fraps, frame rates ranged from 60 FPS uh, down to 15 FPS. But most of the time it was 30 to 40 FPS. Um, he said it, the experience felt jerky and blurry, but it didn't get noticeably worse when he turned on RTX. So that's nice. Uh, I think they... That's weird. Well, I mean, if it's... If it's the connection that's the problem and not the hardware that's the problem, it makes no, sense. No, no. Uh, that, like... Uh, uh, oh, and I, he's I used it... He used it on both home and work networks. And it was still really blurry. Yeah, he said he was concerned that the connection problems were not on my end, but NVIDIA's. I tested primarily with my Lenovo ThinkPad X1 Carbon. Uh, Samsung tag... Uh, Samsung... Samsung tablet and over the summer with Nvidia Shield TV. However, now that the product is out of beta, he's going to keep trying to use it on more devices and networks and see if the uh, experience is representative or not. So that was again from Tom's uh, hardware. So I think my my summary of this is it's it's still not a perfect solution, but if you're going to choose a streaming platform, uh, and you you have the choice between Nvidia's platform or Google's platform. Choose Nvidia because you'll actually be able to play games that you already own. Yeah, that's kind of a big deal. It is a huge. Also, deal I, I just installed the client and signed up for the ninety day trial. So, so stay tuned for more updates on that. Yes, yes. Uh, it you also should... fucked up like twice while I was just trying to sign up. Oh, good. Uh, so that's a good sign. That is a good sign. Uh, yeah, that would actually be really cool if you could, if you did a video like, see, hey, does this game work? Does this game work? You can buy Final Fantasy XI on Steam. 
see if it, see if it works on Google Now. I would imagine not. Yeah. I'm sorry, not no. Google Now. Uh, GeForce Now. Um, we're gonna move on. We're gonna talk about Fallout 76. Uh, Whoa. best best uh open world Fallout MMO that was ever released. It's number one. It is. It is number one Fallout MMO. China number one. Yes. Is the greatest. So. Uh, this is from TechSpot. It says, on April 7th, Fallout 76 will be coming to Steam, finally. Uh, finally. Al- along with a human NPC-focused Wastelanders expansion that they always planned, but they were like, oh no, we want it to be people-based, so there aren't any NPCs. Not, hey, we didn't finish the game, and so we're just going to release it in the state without NPCs in it. Which is actually what happened. So, uh, Wastelanders, the update will bring human NPCs to the world of Fallout 6, 76 for the first time. Uh, so far, players had, been, had to make do with user-to-user and user-to-creature interactions, which made the world feel a bit lifeless and stale. Theoretically, Wastelanders will fix that problem while also adding in new faction quest compares, uh, companions and uh, new monster types. Uh, it'll also have a revamped story Line. so they're they're changing the main storyline in the game oh so basically they're they're doing a do-over yes uh-huh yeah so Look at this great world in this game that nobody's playing we should really do something with it says yeah. the people who are looking at us with their open hands expecting more payouts from this piece of shit that they invested in yeah so oh, i I'm sorry was that a little too on the spot mm-hmm uh, Fallout 76's Steam version will come with the usual perks you've come to expect from other games on the platform. Uh, it'll have the Steam overlay, friends list integration, discussions, user reviews, refunds, achievements, and possibly even workshop mod support down the line. Why did you laugh? What? Was it refunds. the refunds? Yeah, I like I like that they threw that in there. They're like refunds, um, and it apparently. Uh, it says, I assume you'll be able to blah, blah, blah. As long as the pricing doesn't change much in the next two months, it should run you for the game around $40. So, not worth That's it. still too much. Maybe yeah. maybe 20 I bought it for 60 because I'm an idiot, but... I think yeah. I'd pay 15 for it, especially if it's going to have a subscription based with it. I don't think it does have a subscription with it. Good. It doesn't. Suicide. It doesn't. No, it's, it's, it does have, like, cash shop items. But it does not have a subscription that I yeah. know of. I, it might have a subscription that you can get, but I don't. I don't. I recall. think that is what I'm thinking of. Yeah. it was that came after the release. I do remember that. And we're gonna move on to our last story, which is uh, one that Connor brought up. It is uh, his new cell phone. Talk about your new not cell phone. Right. Uh, some people were just getting excited about the new Motorola Razor that was coming out. And I wanted to rain on everybody's parade and say that the copies that have been released in the wild already are failing after approximately what they estimate to be a half a year to a year's worth of usage. Yeah, that uh, so seems that seems bad. That's pretty bad for uh, what is it, a thousand dollars, twelve hundred dollars for fifteen hundred. <sighs> you would expect it to last a little bit longer than approximately half a year to a year's worth of usage. The way that this article worked is that The Verge has this thingamabob machine that basically folds and unfolds 
devices and counts how many times it's done this. And let me see if I could find the specific number. I think it was like 27,000. Yeah, around 27,000 folds, the device started to wear to the point where it was questionably functionable at that point. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the uh, the hinge like started to break apart. Mm hmm. The screen itself was okay, but the hinge was was fucking up. Sure, just get that connected right back on with your fifteen hundred dollar well, phone. It says here, it says here, problems were discovered after the team took the phone out of the machine and to check it for the first, uh, third time. After which they realized it was struggling to fold. When they finally did manage to close it, the hinge appeared to have fallen out of alignment. However, however, despite the folding problems, the phone screen was still fully functional. It just ended up becoming a normal phone at that point. Right. <laughs> so I mean, it, since it's a foldable phone, the screen is really, really long and tall, so it's hard to use. Right. <laughs> so you can't like fit it in your pocket like normal either. Yeah. I, I've seen videos of people using it with styluses, and they just look absolutely ridiculous. And I think, doesn't this have a screen on front as well? Uh-huh. Uh, how is that screen? Because I could see if you're not flipping your phone open and closed all the time and you're using that smaller screen most of the time to, like, check notifications or, or send text messages even, uh, you may not be opening your phone that much. However, 27,000 folds is a pretty small amount of folds that you'll be using. I would probably clear, clear that in about a week. I don't so, know about that. I, I, I'm, I'm joking. It would take two weeks or so. And they sort of Thank factored you. in for that. Uh, they estimate that the average person checks their phones between 80 and 150 times a day. Uh, so they use that as a matrix for how many times you'd be opening up the phone as to how many time or how much time would have passed. That's where they're getting that half a year to a year's amount of youth number in their study. Which is, uh, I don't know. I, I feel like with um, the way that most things are trending, uh, that's not a really great value proposition. Uh, most like most people at least in our age group seem to be kind of looking more towards devices that last longer mm -hmm. and not just devices but just things in general mm -hmm. we're, we're looking for for things that you know you're going to be able to to keep using it uh were we recording when we talked about walmart yeah at yeah, the beginning. yeah yeah yeah. Now, now there's even legislation going through trying to enforce the idea of reusable grocery bags. Mm -hmm. Like we're in general trying to kind of push away from the, uh, what is it? The it's not the disposable economy, I don't think, but it's it's along the same lines. As yeah, basically, basically, uh... single use economy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like we're we're trying not to just throw things away and replace them. Uh, we're we're trying to have things that actually last. You know, like how how things used to be. Ironically, well, like how uh, Apple Apple uh, has their reuse phone thing, where they they take the phone in and they take it apart and they take the scrap and they put the scrap where it goes, but then they try to. It's a I lie. Have a feeling it is a, a lie. huge lie. Yes. It's so it's not entirely a lie, but uh 
the thing is most of the most of the metal that they get out of iPhones they end up turning into metal scrap which is almost useless and really like they're they're still using a ton of virgin material to manufacture new iPhones which is yeah. the exact problem that mm-hmm. is the problem right i i, so when I you have wish... a trillion dollars fuck it right yeah it would be great if we had like that module phone where you could upgrade different parts of your phone uh, that I way, I want to see stuff like that get more popular. I really like do. the Fairphone. Exactly. Everyone needs to get the Fairphone. That I will just be... want to see it with an OS that isn't a pile of dookie. <laughs> no, Fairphone's uh, Android. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. Is that the mm-hmm. one that's like eight hundred dollars or something? Uh, it's like five or six hundred, I think. Oh, okay. So that's not yeah. that's not terrible. We've talked. We've spoken about a couple. You, of them. Were, There's the you were probably thinking of uh, the Pine Phone. Yes. yes, that's exactly what that I was one's only one hundred and fifty dollars and runs just Linux. Just Linux. <laughs> I don't even know if it can make phone calls. <laughs> On the bright side, I'm gonna wire up a twenty eighty to it. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. That way you can play. Uh, that way you can play GeForce Now on your Pine phone. Mm-hmm. Actually, it'll have a two minute battery life, and I won't be able to put it in my pocket. Oh, you're gonna run the 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 RTX on the Pine Phone? That's right. <laughs> oh, like like the power is gonna come from the Pine Phone. That's right. How are Speaking you? Of which... How are you gonna get that much power <laughs> supplied <laughs> to the? I I really want to know your logic on this and how you're gonna do it. Like I said, it's gonna have a two minute battery life, but for those <laughs> two minutes, you are going to be able to see every hair rendered in real time as the actual position of the sun is being calculated and uh and then my uh, pocket will catch fire because yes <laughs> it's not I, even going to be in your pocket i don't think i own any games that use rtx yeah it's so, so I, it's i'd have to like pull up minecraft or something here's the weird thing is if you're doing that it's not even going to be in your pocket and your pocket's still going to catch on fire that's true it's going to be this phone is going to be white hot from a distance <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's gonna look like you have an entire weed farm in your pocket. Perfect. So uh, that's that's pretty much our show for the day. Uh, I I think it, I think we did a good job, guys. Congratulations, we we did a good one. I don't uh, think we offended any major groups. That's very good for us. That's... <laughs> so so before no, before no, we go, stop it, stop it, Aurora. What? No, no, I wasn't. Gonna... No, um. <laughs> I I have GeForce Now going, and um, it's even worse than what I thought. Oh uh, no! It's no, it's not bad. It's just awkward and silly. Okay. So for one, um, y- there is no list of games. You just search for a game you want and hope that it shows up in the search results. You know um, that you would th- you would think that they would scan your your be like, hey, is this your computer? Is this your initial computer? Or hey, do you have these? Uh, services like Steam and stuff, like would you be able to link yeah, them and then show a list that. and then show a list like or even break it down like these are the games you own on Steam. These are the games you own on Google now yeah, or GeForce yeah, now. You see, what the hell is wrong with you? I, um, they both start with G. Sorry. <laughs> so here's how it works. Uh, it is how I thought where it spins up a VM whenever you start an instance of a game. Uh, but what it does is it spins up a VM with the Battle.net client running 
not signed in and it says okay now sign into battle.net and then you do that and then you can launch your game that is um <laughs> that is interesting but does it work uh that i'm not sure because i didn't want to sign into battle.net on the vm however i'm going to try to bring up elite dangerous now that'd be see cool. what happens that'd that said cool. the uh the latency was not bad at all i was i was able to drag the battle.net window around quite easily oh look it's the steam client nice nice is it just vms and video game clients yeah it seems it yep. seems like that's it yep some really They're innovative just... shit nvidia <laughs> That's this is this is not any better than um what was that other service that we talked about a while back? Was it Shadow? Uh yes. Shadow literally is uh You just rent a VM. Yeah. With uh they, they have a bunch of VMs with IOMMU, so it's just doing a PCI bus pass through into the VM so that you can play video games on a high powered VM. So what, what I want Aroa to do right now is see if he can get uh, something like uh, a PS1 <laughs> emulator running on, on Google Now. God damn it, GeForce Now. Um, so so it, it just... <laughs> what? It, it had me log into Steam, and then it opened the store page for Elite Dangerous. Okay. Oh. And now I'm just I'm just in Steam in this VM. I can play whatever game I want right now, I think. Huh. Can I? I oh, I don't know. What the hell is anything? I'm so confused. Oh, there's Blast Blue Cross Tag Battle. I can stream it from my home PC to the fucking VM. <laughs> <laughs> so backwards. Installed locally. There's nothing installed in this VM. I there's nothing <laughs> I I want you to play around with I'm that this crush, week. Crush Crush real quick. Okay, oh, what's you can't crush, play crush. this game right now. To play a game other than Elite Dangerous, launch it from the GeForce Now app. Oh, so you have to use. It That's won't let you play. This is really weird and janky as fuck. So I want so you to I... I want you to try to play some games in the GeForce Now application and then next week report back to us with your findings oh it installed instantaneously okay well that's nice that's good is it starting it up the probably game probably just gives you access to a partition somewhere that already has it installed or something almost like definitely that. yeah it's it's probably just doing a bunch of uh hard links here you go you now have access oh yeah this this window that just came up the the elite dangerous hardware reporter uh, the border around the window is very telltale Windows Server 2016. Mm. Like, this is, yeah. This is really goofy. Good. Okay, so again, I report back. You there's a way to, like, fuck with this, too. Yes. Uh, report back to us next week with what's going on, and we'll go from there. Thank you for listening, everyone, and thank you for being here, Connor. Yeah, another problem. Aro, you got to let me know if they have uh, small soldiers for the PlayStation 1 on NVIDIA now. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I will inform you. And thank you for being here, Aroa. No problem. Not Andy. That's fucking weird. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> oh, and by the way, uh, Bernie Sanders won Iowa. Bye. Eat.